Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Yo, what's going on? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Lion's Den with Seth. Hopefully everything is good with you, your family and everything. I want to welcome y'all. Y'all welcome y'all. If this is your first time or you're just coming back, this is the place to be. My name is Seth and I'm going to introduce the rest of the crew and let the crew introduce themselves. But what I would love for you to do, if you haven't done so already, please make sure you find us on YouTube. We got our clips out there, right? So you can see what we had popping off. And so you can go back and say, hey, that's what I want to watch. And where can you find the full episodes? On Amazon Fire and on Roku. That's where we're at, y'all. So make sure you go and do that. Hopefully everything is good with y'all. But without further ado, got my brothers in the den. Big Will, how you feeling, bro? Hey, bless and highly favor, brother. How about you? <laughs> bless and highly favor. Right on. Amen. Right through snaps. I can dig that. How's your weekend going? Hey, weekend going, brother. A lot of family, man. Hey, shout out to my dude, Nathan Jackson. Just made it back in the area. We got a chance to fellowship last night. Okay. Do a little small turn up, avoid that COVID stuff and all like this stuff, man. But good times, brother. That's Just good. Our family, man. That's Get good. This transition, baby. Hey, hey, that's what it is. You ready? You ready to do that? Oh, man. You got to stay ready, right? That's it. Hey, well, look, shout out to your, your wife there, Miss Crystal. Thank you for watching. Hey, What's brother. going on, Mr. Coleman, man? Hey, that was a dope show. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't see this young man yes, uh, last week, it was super dope. Fatherless son. You have to check out his book. But, of course, we still got the rest of the den. Yo, Big Larry, what's going on, man? What's happening? What's happening, fellas? How y'all doing? Slow motion, man. You know how it is. Better than no motion. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. How's that weekend? Yo, so tell me about I knew it was lamb, but uh, somebody thought it was steak. So what was you eating? Why was you eating so good? Hey man, we and the wife, man. For those that don't know, we celebrate our 13-year anniversary today. Actually, physically today. But we did it yesterday. We went to uh Roof Chris in St. Louis, man, and we had a good meal, good time, good vibes. You know, just you know, doing the whole husband wife thing. Ain't that beautiful? Right on. Congratulations. <laughs> Happy anniversary. How many years? 13, bro. We've been together. Hold on. 17. Cheers. 13 oh. of that is marriage. Lord. Hey, I wish you, bro. hey you got hey. Hey, you know what? That's the key. Sometimes you need a little num num juice to keep you right. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, Nothing go saying, but listen, man, y'all wonderful couple, man. Super Appreciate dope, it, man. Super it. dope. So, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about breaking chains, breaking the chains and like your 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 generational curses or why do you continuously do certain things? And are you walking or walking around with baggage into a new situation or to a new relationship that's not yours? Y'all ever thought about that? Uh huh. So. Without further ado, y'all, we wanted to bring in Miss Nadine. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome her, welcome her. How are you, ma'am? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I hope everyone's well. Yes, yes, yes. So, listen, tell everyone, well, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, she's 
up in the middle of the night over there in London to be on the Lions Den. So we appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Hey, listen. Hey, you know you're somebody when people stay up and you dig when they're watching you, right? They want to be on. So, Miss Nadine, please let us know a little bit about you. So, my name is Nadine, and and I'm here today to talk about generational curses, dysfunctional relationships, dysfunctional um, family patterns that we don't always know that we're that we're in. So. Mm. Okay. All right. Good. So and we're going to have this. Everybody, the lines are going to be open so you can call in when it's time. But make sure if you're not sharing this to A, share this and B, that you are on StreamYard forward slash uh, Facebook so that you can comment and get in these uh, get in this comment so we can uh, talk to each other. Right on. Go ahead. Big Will. What's going on, Miss Lady? Thank you for sacrificing your sleep to be here with us. Uh, as we know, mental health is a very important thing, but you, you you speak on going through a lot in your life and things that you carried on and not knowing what those things may have been. But what was something significant that you found out about yourself that was carried on through your generation that now you're addressing and figuring out how to deal with it? Well, um, I had a bad breakup some years ago and I really wanted to understand like, why why did this happen to me you know i was going through a lot of emotional turmoil and and i wanted to kind of understand okay what what is really going on and then once i started to look a bit further i realized that my relationships all held the same kinds of patterns so it's like you know when they say like you are the common denominator right and and that was a bit of a hard pill to swallow because I didn't know how I could untangle myself from what that was until, you know, I started to kind of continue looking. I went to therapy for two years as well. And, and then I could see a lot more. That's big. Mm -hmm. Self-identification. That's, that's huge for you to seek help for yourself. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Hey, Miss Nadine, I want to talk about, I want to back it up a little bit and go back to the topic of the show, which is breaking the chains. What exactly does that mean to you? And, and why did you decide to do the show based on this topic? For me, breaking the chains is looking at your patterns that, are, that don't serve you and going back even further than yourself and going right through your family line. So I went through uh, my parents, their parents, and that's as far as I could really go. But I had enough information and just, just due to knowing their characters that it was enough information for me to build this picture of, okay, so this is how they were and this is how I was created. So that is what breaking the chains means for me is, is breaking the cycles breaking these cycles that are harmful to us. They're harmful to the next generation that are coming up as well. And it's until someone is actually ready to say like, that's it, it stops with me. The cycle just continues. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, there's individuals that's watching right now that may be in a, let's say, toxic relationship and they don't know it. What type of things could you or, or you know, what type of signs could you say that individuals should be mindful of in a relationship that's not healthy? I think we really have to be aware of how we feel. You know, if someone's calling you names or putting you down, um, it can be even more subtle than that. You know, these are me saying like someone calling you names or putting you down. These are quite these are things that are quite uh, evident. But then there are more subtle signs that we can actually look at. And that is how our body feels. Sometimes the mind gets too involved and we make excuses, uh, we minimise things, but our body actually tells us a lot more than what our minds tell us. Mm. Wow. With looking at body language, I think a lot of times it can get mistaken by some based on how they've experienced life. Because, like, you did some soul searching by talking to people to figure things out about yourself. Not everyone's going to have that type of courage to go and seek self-help. And they constantly will blame that issue on the other person that they're with. So I commend you on seeking help for yourself because it requires us to kind of know us before we start pointing the finger at everybody else. But those are key signs that you, that you spoke to about paying attention to the little thing because lust can take over a person's mind. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you were probably alluding to, correct? Absolutely, yeah. And also, it's not even lust. It's also the ways that we were brought up ourselves. So if you had a parent that was uh, a bit of a bully, and um, these things become normal to you. So you, and this is where it becomes difficult because those are the kind, those are the same patterns that you seek out in relationships. And that is where the difficulty lies, is that it's a normal thing for you. You don't, you don't see anything else. That's critical. Mm-hmm. You see it a lot in your selection with who you choose to date, who you kind of see your moms and your grandmothers, the type of men that they're around. You start to think that's the target. And that's the generational mindset that's being passed down without realizing that might not be the healthiest decision for you or for your future. You know what? And also too, the same thing happens to us for men, right? Because if you don't have that, um, that role model or a, a, that example of what a man is supposed to be or how to treat a woman, then we're left up for uh, left up to what society says, what's on TV, and what social media says. So, what do you think about that, Nadine? Yeah, that's 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 true. Um, there's also that part of us that didn't have those needs fulfilled um, as a child, and that's where we start seeking out to have those voids filled. So, yes. Mm. We start seeking out those voids. So, for example, someone who didn't grow up with a a mother or a father, you we tend to seek that because it's some there's something missing inside. It's missing. Mm. And so it's a hole there, but we're trying to, 
you we're accepting or expecting, excuse me, other individuals to feel that whole that is ours. Yes. Got it. Got it. What you got, Larry? Yes. So with this topic, let's describe to the audience the type of abuse that you experience in your relationships. And then also when we talk about breaking those chains, I want you to expand upon, is this something you witnessed with your mother and her mother as well? So I experienced narcissistic abuse. There was no physical violence. It's uh, psychological. That's what I experienced. It was all psychological, uh, very subtle manipulation. Um, And that's why it was so difficult for me because I didn't know it was happening until I left. Um, And that's when I experienced a completely different side to this person. Um, And it was... I had to let go of some of my family members as well because they didn't believe me. And it completely destroyed my whole world. It destroyed my reality. And it made me see my family in a way that I'd never seen them before. And so, yes, I had to let uh, let go of a few of them, especially on the road to recovery. I had to let go of many people whilst I'd done that healing work because what happens is this when someone goes on a journey of self-discovery or any kind of therapy sometimes families are not they want you to get help but they don't want the family system to fall they don't want the family system to collapse so when someone is going through that therapy it makes other the other family members kind of look at themselves as well which is it's not something that people really want to do because it's painful, because it means that they are going to have to address their past as well. Mm. That's that's huge. Wow. So, doggone it. So, (laughs) (laughs) hey, look, ladies and gentlemen, again, this is the Lion's Den with Seth. Y'all, we're talking about breaking chains, generational curses, and also dealing with uh, just trauma, but abuse. And so you're hitting on something that is so key because we all may understand what physical abuse is, but the psychological abuse is something that you feel as though, like, you know, it's happening, but you almost have to prove it just to get that, uh, I guess that certain, support from your family. But I do want to touch on this question here. Uh, So Ms. Lily Wilson says, for those on the outside, what if anything can be done to help, right? Should outsiders intervene? What do you think about that? Can outsiders intervene or is that something that you keep personal? Like how, how did you, how did you get help? Um, there weren't really meant, there wasn't much help for me. And um, as I said, my family didn't really believe me because when you're dealing with people who have high narcissistic uh, tendencies, sometimes they can create themselves to be extremely charming and they lay the groundwork long before anything happens. So the picture has already been painted, the scene has already been set that you are the crazy person. And that's, mm. yes. <laughs> Damn it. 
Ooh. Yeah. So really, with this kind of abuse, it's mostly people who have been there themselves that can validate another victim because they know the signs. The signs, some of the signs are, are subtle. So when you explain it to someone else, they'll say, oh, no, um, that, that, that person's just being kind. That's a kind thing that they're doing, but they don't understand that there's very deep manipulation that's involved. It's almost like being um, uh, brainwashed or I don't know if you're aware of things like MK Ultra, this mind control stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't just do it to the victim. They do it to people outside as well so they can keep this character propped up. So, Nadine, how do you personally, inside of a situation like that, how do you personally address a person that you see what they're doing? How do you address it to them to get them to kind of, ah, yeah, I did it. I didn't do it. Or do they just flip it around on you and say that you're crazy, you're tripping? Well, that's, that's what the yeah, narcissist Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, they, they don't take any form of responsibility um, because they a lot of the time they have trauma themselves. So they create this mechanism, and everybody does this actually, unless you are highly self-aware. The ego creates these defense mechanisms because it doesn't like to be threatened, it doesn't like to be challenged. So if you've had any childhood trauma, those defense mechanisms can be really, really hard, really tough. So the minute someone challenges you about your behavior, they um, sometimes they can completely disassociate from themselves and create stories that they actually believe as well. Wait a minute. <laughs> Damn it. Hold on, Larry. Now, what you thinking, bro? I see you nodding your head, but can you can you dig that? Hold on, you muted, bro. I got background noise, so I'm trying not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, I can dig it because it sounds like this could be the type of person that, that on the surface, you know, they got it all together. They're successful. You know, they're they're in a position of power or whatever you have it. But deep down inside, they got personality issues. You know, I don't want to say that they're crazy, but it may be some mental issues, some bipolar issues. Who knows what it is? And it's really hard to say that he or she is at fault. And they got these type of issues going on because on surface, all we see is the, the, the good side of them. We don't see what you see indoors inside the house, you know, when that uniform comes off, not, you know, or that mask come off and you see who they are for who they are is what I'm saying. So it's really hard to intervene and say, hey, you're being manipulated because, you know, to us, he's the greatest preacher ever on earth. You know, and I'm just using a preacher as an example. But it could be whatever profession they're in. We don't see what you see. So can you speak upon that and why it's hard for, for members to really intervene on it? Yeah, it's, it's really hard because you become isolated. And you become isolated. And sometimes you can blame yourself as well. Right. You can blame yourself. And then you also internalize what's happened because there is nobody to speak to because nobody understands and mm. when I went through it, there wasn't this. I'm talking six years ago now. I mean, there are still sort of remnants that still carry on, but I'm toughened up and wise to it. And I know how to allow those emotions to filter out of my body. But before then, I internalized everything that was happening. So what it done was it activated my own childhood trauma. Yeah. That's what it was about. It wasn't really about this, this other person. It was about my own childhood trauma 
that had never been addressed. And that's what got activated. Doggone it. You know what, fellas, I don't know if y'all digging this for real. And, and audience, give us thumbs up if you can dig this. But um, this is something that I believe we all needed to hear, even though we know it, but just yeah. needed to hear it. You get what I mean? It's just... It, it it makes sense. However, we have to hold ourselves accountable and realize, wait a minute. The reason why I'm dealing with this is because I'm kind of used to it, even though I don't like it. I'm used to it. So it's comfortable for me. You get what I mean? Because I never dealt with what y'all think about that. Will, what you think about that? I'm going to bring up. What Lily Wilson spoke about, about outside entities intervening. I think sometimes it may take an outside individual to call you on your shit. I can say from me having such an awesome circle of individuals, I had to get called on my shit mm-hmm. on certain things that it became a habit. It wasn't intentional. I didn't have any ill intent in what I was doing, but I was kind of naive to it because I've been doing it for so long. I didn't see an issue with it until it took outside individuals to show me like, hey, bro, that's probably not the best look because of this. So outside individuals, the right type of outside individual can lead you down a direction to self-healing and awareness where you're able to take that accountability. So I think it can be a good thing, but you got to make sure you had the right outside help. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Y'all, this is this is great. Sorry, I'm just yeah, yeah. but go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, I got a question for you. You know, just thinking about what you've been through. What does that do to your psyche going forward? You know, as far as, you know, let's say your Prince Charming does come in the next year or two. I'm not saying you don't have it now. I don't know. But I'm just saying, what does that do to you when you really do get the guy or gal that's for you? And you went through what you went through without going through therapy or whatever. You know, how does that play into the next relationship? Do you drag that baggage? Do you mean if I hadn't have dealt with my own trauma? Right. And you just broke off that relationship and then you went on and you realized what happened. Does that make up? Does that mess with your psyche when you go into the next relationship or prevent you from going into another relationship? Um, you basically, you're just going to c- continue the cycle. Right. Because if I take it a little bit deeper, I feel like we're all mirrors to each other. So mm. when you find these people and get into relationships with them, there's something that needs to heal within you. Mm-hmm. There's something that needs to heal so you can evolve out of that childlike state. Something mm. needs to be healed. There are things that need to be healed. So you bring this baggage into relationships, into workplaces. It's not just relationships, it's your workplaces, it's your your children. You're still creating that trauma. So that's why, from my perspective, and if we look at the relationships that we've had, when we don't deal with the things that have happened in our past, we just tend to continue these cycles because we don't know how to get out of them. We don't realise that actually there is a way out. And it is through educating yourself, healing, lots of healing, educating yourself and and rescuing that inner child as well. I'm really big on the inner child. Massive. Mm, mm, mm. I want to say I commend you for your courage, first and foremost, and for you not just seeking 
resolution for what may have been wrong with the individual, but finding out that you had things and holes, as you discussed earlier, that you had to get fulfilled from your childhood. So it kind of brought you towards some things that you had to face. Like we go through something for a reason and it may not be a, a comfortable situation, but in the end, I think it's going to benefit you in the long run because it, as you said earlier, it made you tougher. You don't internalize it. You know how to deal with it and face it. So to me, uh, I, I, I applaud you for that because it takes a lot to be able to recover from something like that. So yeah. I appreciate you for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, ladies and gentlemen, before we take a break, um, I want y'all to a share this, right? But to also think about individuals that you know that you may feel a certain way about them, all right? Because of the way they act. And um, this is a time to remember that we're all going through our own different storms. Now, you may be at the drizzle. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? The drizzle part, but somebody else is right in the eye of that joint, right? So this is an opportunity to reflect on being humble and giving grace because you never know who's going through what you have already gone through. But we're going to take a pause for the calls, right? Don't go nowhere. We will be right back. And in the meantime, make sure you're sharing this, right? Let everybody know that you in with the den and with Miss Nadine talking about breaking change. Y'all, we'll be right back. Monique Slater is a top negotiating award-winning real estate agent in San Antonio, Texas. Her focus is on educating and empowering individuals on building general wealth through home ownership while providing exponential service with integrity and excellence. Although her heart is for serving first-time homeowners and the military community, her clientele ranges from $100,000 to $2.5 million. Monique has developed an awesome team that can get anyone into a home and has sold homes in less than six hours. After servicing the Air Force for over 28 years, retired Chief Slater has a massive network so she can connect you with an awesome agent anywhere in the U.S. And if you're in San Antonio or relocating there, give Monique a call first to help you find your dream home. Give Monique a call at 210-237-7268. One thing we can cherish during these times is family dinners. Think about it. The nice, succulent, southern fried chicken, baked beans cooked to perfection, creamy macaroni and cheese, cornbread. You get the point. Come check out Kevlar's Grill, where all the meals are cooked with perfection, professionalism, and love. Located outside the Scott Air Force Base back gate inside the VFW is where you can find them. Also, they have military discount for all of our serving members. Give them a call. Their number is 618-416-5700. And that's inside Scott VFW post 4183. And they also have Grubhub. Call them now and tell them that the Lions Den sent you. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Seth with the Lion's Den. Are you or someone you know looking for a tool to help them be more accountable? Check out the Black Collar Mindset, the art of strategic thinking. It's a manual to help maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable every step of the way. Go to theblackcollarmindset.com to grab your copy today. Again, the website is theblackcollarmindset.com. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Let's get it together. 
Yo, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Lion's Den. And yes, go to the blackcollarmindset.com so you can get your own autographed copy of the book. I'm telling you, it's super, super dope. It'll wake you up. You dig what I'm saying? Yo, what y'all think about the show, fellas? Mm-hmm. In all honesty, brother, <laughs> it's a conversation, as our audience has already alluded to, that needs to happen. Yes. I yep. think from not just a female perspective, but the male perspective as well, because everyone has blind spots. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to talk about it and be transparent and be able to raise your hand and say, hey, I might be fucked up. I need some help. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because you can teach somebody else to get that courage they may not have on their own. Yeah. 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 Right, what you think, Larry? It's good awareness, too, because some people are just unaware or they don't see it. You know, they don't know the signs, the symptoms that go along with it. Mm-hmm. Whether you're going through it or you know somebody who you think is on the fringe of maybe experiencing some of this, you know, but you know how it is in our community. We want to mind our own business, right? It's hard to jump into somebody else's stuff, but you don't want to be wrong either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a fine line to, to, to really intervene unless you really mm-hmm. wholeheartedly you see it and you can point it out. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it comes down to the individual and what their mentality is like to really break those chains, as she said, and get up out of that. Yeah. I can dig it. Hey, well, listen, brother, we're going to talk about this. Hey, uh, Coleman, we're going to talk about this in a minute. We're going to give her a chance to talk about that. But, um, y'all, y'all, this is super, super dope, super dope conversation. But before we go too deep into it, y'all, um, we've talked offline about a subject that I would really like her to dive into. But let me bring her back on in here, y'all. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back, Miss Nadine Claire, all the way from London, y'all. We're, we're tea and crumpets. I don't know. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> what is a crumpet anyway? Is it a biscuit? Um, a crumpet, it's like a soft, doughy. It's not like bread. It's a dumpling. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's a it's bit like, like a pancake, maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Man, shut up, Larry. You don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like, like pie crust to me. <laughs> pie crust. All right. Well, listen, hey, but look, welcome back, though. Mel, welcome back. So I want to talk to you or I would like you to talk to our audience about how important it is to do shadow work. And what does that mean? Oh, yeah, <laughs> you got it. Shadow work is crucial. And um, it's not something I recommend you do alone unless you have a. Uh, someone to blind spot you because it it's basically facing your hidden self it's facing all the parts of you that you have repressed that you've kept hidden and and you bring bring it up slowly to the surface and you challenge it and you embrace it because when i first saw my shadow right i was like oh no i didn't want to look so i then started to cling on to all of my good traits and then the shadow came in my sleep whilst I was sleeping it was just there like showing me this is who you are this is who you've been this is the person that you've been all your life and I was like wow wow and and then I tried to run until I couldn't run anymore you know because it was so in my face that if you're going to get past this stage you need to embrace this side of you that you you keep denying. Because if you keep denying this side of you, 
you're going to go back into another relationship you're going to go back into these situations not being true and that's what it was for me is where my reality crumbled i only wanted truth and i didn't know what that looked like you know i had no idea what it looked like but i knew that i had been fed this massive illusion um and most of us have unfortunately but when you get to kind of lift that veil up and you get to see a bit of truth it's like okay so this is what i'm working with but yeah shadow work is is important because you we tend to project when when we've been challenged or someone upsets us we project that shadow side it's and it's and it causes a lot of chaos you know but when you embrace the shadow it doesn't it doesn't do the projecting anymore because you've given it love you've given it attention yo i don't think people really ready for that one you see what i'm saying and i do agree um that people may need help guidance in doing that because the way i uh understand what the shadow work is is an opportunity for you to look at your ugly yes. right but yes. to understand your ugly as not being a separate part of you but a part of you that is helped to create who you are but to utilize that part of you to learn not to cause like you say chaos is, am, am i hitting it yes absolutely so that's another big thing about the shadow is it makes you stop pointing a finger at somebody else and makes you have to address you. Are oh, you talking about yes. the doing the work? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? Honestly, it, it just sounds like just taking accountability for your actions and understanding that you were conscious enough to make that you know, to make that decision, regardless of what it was. You can't say, oh, it was because my mom ain't never made me cornflakes. That's why I'm out of line. What? No, you're a grown person. It's a, <laughs> it comes a point in your life when you are the cause of whatever it is that you have going on. But go ahead, Will. I want you to get with that question. Oh, what's one we we speaking on? Just to say, are we talking about the trauma question? Yeah, yeah. In regards to trauma, I think it's the villas concept. You have to find that trusted circle of people that are going to give you the right information and not what you need to hear. Sometimes we need to hear that you may be jacked up, that you may have done this wrong. You may have messed up on this, but this is how you can do better and be able to have somebody to hold you accountable through that process. So it's not just about talking to people. You have to talk to the right people. They want to tell you what you need to hear. Yeah. And unfortunately, not everybody's ready for that type of conversation. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants the flowers, but you don't want to know it, it's come from the dirt. You got to get dirty first. That's true. Hey, so look, Miss Nadine, question though. Here's one. So, what are the steps that you took to help people to get past their trauma? I had to do my own internal work. Um, because if you haven't done that internal work, you don't understand how other people are. Because we're all we're all very similar, right? And um, we all run on similar patterns. So, if you don't do that internal work yourself, and that is embracing your shadow self, so you're not projecting. So when someone else's trauma is coming up, you are able to sit with them and mm. not project back on them. Because that's what happens if you haven't done that internal work, and someone's trauma is coming up, you're going to get triggered as well. 
Mm. You're going to get triggered and you're going to then, you know, create more of this situation that isn't uh, beneficial to anybody. But when you do that internal work, you are able to hold space. You are able to, that person is putting out an energy, okay? They're putting out this energy and you can just allow it to filter out of your body with no judgment, right? Mm. Because if you can embrace your shadow, you must be able to understand someone else's shadow self. Mm. It's not about judgment. There's no judgment there. See, now here's another question. If you don't mind um, expounding a little bit more on the shadow work. So what Lily is asking is, is the shadow version the real you or is it part of the ego built to protect yourself? That's a good question. I would say that the shadow is... I would say it's more part of the ego to, for protection. Mm. But it's you. It is part of you. But you can, um, you can transform all of that energy, you know? It's not to say that actually, yet yeah, this is how I am completely. But it's just saying, okay, this is how I used to react before. Now I'm conscious. I can choose to do something different. And this is where we start to get into um, changing our DNA. What? What you mean? How do you change changing your DNA and how? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, you can start to change the pathways of your DNA through embracing your whole self. What? Wait, yeah, hold on, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, because you're completely changing the energy. Say that now. How? Okay, you can change your DNA by doing what? You can change parts of your DNA. Yeah. See, are you using DNA as an analogy? Or are you talking about DNA up in here, up inside DNA? Yes. See, I'm done. See, look, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is why we have the lion's den, right? Because you probably didn't know that you can change your DNA just by understanding that it's part of you that's out of line and accepting that. That's what I'm getting from that. But go ahead, Big Leg. What you got, man? Yes. Now, for you and your fellow Lundians, I need to Wait, know who no, you guys are rooting no, for. No, no. <laughs> in the upcoming Super Bowl. Don't do it. Lundians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. The South St. Louis shit again. <laughs> Don't worry about me. Anyway, I wanted to talk about, because I, I, it, it sounds like, you know, through your experience, you, you've gone through a metamorphosis, so to speak as far as you're thinking and the way you're you're progressing in your life. But what do you say to those individuals that are still stuck in denial? You know, that they really don't see the big picture. They understand something's happening. They just don't know what it is. And they can't really put their finger on it. Nothing. Um, I believe that everyone is on their own timeline. And people wake up when they're supposed to wake up from, yeah. from this illusion. Um, it's so funny though, because the words that keep popping into my mind is, you, you know, the film Goodfellas, when Joe Pesci says to Samuel L. Jackson, you'll be late to your own funeral. It's that. Hmm. 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 Kind of remind me of older individuals that are single. They got a lot of cats at the crib, 
they never want to accept their shadow. That's why they get with all them damn cats in the house by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, are you telling me you <laughs> <a> cat lady <laughs> as an analogy? <laughs> the person that do not want to deal with their shadow, right on. Okay, so <laughs> so Nadine, is that any type of uh, relevance to that in a way, as far as individuals being more co? Is it codependent? I think so. In the, within the cats versus taking responsibility within themselves. What do you think about that? Partly, yeah. Partly. Um, I think so. Hmm. It's like a giving up, isn't it? It does. You know? yeah. But the thing is, is the other thing is, is unless you get taken down that road, you won't have any idea. Yeah. Unless you've gone down that road of inner transformation, you know, not, going to the gym or exercising to keep fit or no, actually really unpicking your mind and why you think the ways that you do and being so aware of every single step that you make so you can actually change what you would have done before. And that's what was really difficult for me because the ego, you get the two sides, right? You've got the ego that wants to pull you one way and then you've got the other self, the new self that's, it's like, I call it my higher self, right? That's pulling me the other way to truth and to freedom. And the ego wants to pull you back. And that's what, that's what was really hard for me. And I actually went through moments of like minutes here and there of psychosis because it was, the cognitive dissonance was so atrocious that it, I was just like, what? What is this? Am I going crazy? I'm hearing two voices. <laughs> so you were basically having a battlefield yeah. in the mind. Yeah. And that's the road you've got to go down. You've got to go through a battle of the mind. Damn. Yeah. Outside help is definitely a positive thing because sometimes inside our own head, you don't know what the hell the other side going to tell you to do. So seeking outside help can be beneficial. But to the benefit of seeking outside help, you get it to a professional, they may be able to reach somebody that's not willing to hear what you have to tell them or what their family and friends have to tell them. Sometimes that specialist can disguise the truth so well that they fall right into it and they're forced to face it. Yes. So it. so with that, with that, Nadine, how did you feel going to therapy and how did that help you to identify the situation that you were in that it was time to get out of it? Yeah. So I knew I had to go to therapy because um, I'd had this mini breakdown at work. Um, I had this mini breakdown and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I had gone from this such a strong person to a complete shell of myself. I, I was diagnosed with chronic anxiety in a very short space of time. I think I scored like 18 out of 21, something crazy like that. I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. I was ruminating for like 12 hours a day, thinking about the same thing over and over and over again. And it's literally because my voice wasn't being heard. So it all stayed up inside the mind. Um, and I knew that I needed help at that point. My mum couldn't help me. I remember asking my mum, you know, how long it took her to recover from when she left my own, when she left my dad. And she stood there and just looked at me like a deer in headlights and said, I don't think I ever did. And that's when I knew that she couldn't take me any further. And 
I was lucky in some respects. I know that not everyone has a good experience with therapy or they haven't met the right therapist. But pray, pray for the right therapist. Put it out there in the universe and say, like, I want to align with a therapist that's going to help me, you know, and I found the right therapist first time. And, you know, as loving as she was, she wasn't afraid to give me the truth. Mm. And there were times where she gave me truth and not about me personally, but just about the way I saw things, what I wasn't willing to accept about my own family. And, I mean, I write about it in the book and it completely crushed me the day that she said to me, your parents didn't have the capacity to love you. And I just felt this pain in my stomach, like someone had punched me. And I looked at her, but she couldn't look at me because she knew what she had done. She had shattered me that moment. And yeah, it was painful, but she had obviously had some form of experience herself, personal experience, not as a therapist, but a personal experience to be able to carry me the way she carried me. So, yeah, that's. Wow. 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 You know what? There were so many different things that you said that I want to touch on, but damn, like, how do you even rationalize that a person that has birthed you does not have the full capacity to love you, but the way, not necessarily love you, but love you the way that you need to be loved as a woman or as still a, you know, biological child. How, how did that affect you? Um, oh, that was, it was, it was tough. It was so tough. And I didn't understand what my therapist was actually saying. So I went on a a bit of a tangent. I couldn't speak to anyone for a long time, as I said, because I couldn't, I couldn't say this. I couldn't say to my mum, mum, did you love me? Because I'm not, I, I couldn't come from the right angle. That's what it was. I couldn't come from the right angle because I hadn't transcended that myself to understand what that actually meant. But the more work I'd done with myself, I realised that actually, if you're in really dysfunctional relationships and there is domestic violence and there is abuse how can you have that in you when you are just trying to survive and that's where I was as well when I was going through it I I couldn't be present with my children and that's when I understood this is what my therapist is saying about my mother and I am doing the same thing and this is what helped me to have a bit more compassion for my own mother um, because I was also living a similar way or trying to survive in the same way. Wow. Wow. Hey, listen, I'm going to give it to you, Will, in one second. But ladies and gentlemen, our lines are open. Hey, the number is 618-792-6747. If you, want, if you have a question, if you have a comment, please give us a call. You will be on live here at the Lions Inn. I'm going to leave this up for a few minutes. Hey, listen, 
leave all the, the texts alone. You dig? After the show, leave it. Stop it. Anyway, go ahead, Big Boy. What do you got? We got a question from one of our audience members, Camille Coleman. And they speak on what are the steps that you take to help people get past the trauma? Um, I always start with self-love because mm. as I've gone through my journey, I had to look back and ask, okay, so if, if this was me as a client, what would I actually need? So I had to look at all the steps that I had to take, self-love, shadow work, um, all sorts of things. And it was the self-love that I, I needed in the beginning. And I done self-love towards the end, but it needs to come first because when you're dealing with your ego and you're dealing with trauma, what happens is your foundations, even though they're illusions, right? They crumble and you are left with big voids. So if you don't have anything to stand on, this is where people can get themselves in traps that they might never recover from. So yeah, I go, we go on a journey of self-love and I deal with limiting belief systems as well. So the things that we tell ourselves that don't exist and just creating better, a better language in ways that we speak about ourselves. Because once that ego comes up, once you become aware of the ego and the voices, they will try and take you down. So if we've got a foundation of self-love and we've built better, um, you know, kinds of words to say to ourselves, we have something a bit softer to fall on because it's still going to be a hard fall. But at least you have something to say, well, I love myself enough to, to continue this journey and I am worthy of taking this journey and I'm going to love myself the way, all the way through. It's that kind of thing that you need to get be able to get yourself out. And that's what I help my clients with. Because that type of energy is definitely going to revitalize you when you need it the most. But sometimes I think people have a problem with getting off the couch. Where do I start at to start to love myself? Am I worthy of being loved? Those types of things. That's where I think individuals like you, like doing this show, you're giving people strength that they don't even know that they have. So hats off to you, man. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So last word, Big Larry, what you got, man? Yeah, I, I had a question before, last oh, word, but oh, my question goes into your therapy sessions that you did, that you went through. You know, I, I kind of equated to when we went through basic military training, you know, boot camp, where they tear you down to build you up for the path that you're getting ready to head into. You know, you talked about, you know, her giving you the ugly truth. So besides the therapy piece of it, what other resources were you able to utilize to kind of help you on your journey, such as journaling, book, uh, reading, you know, meditation? Like what are some of the other things out there that, that some of these folks can use to help them get along their way? Um, yeah, some, some mindfulness. Mindfulness mm -hmm. is really, really important because that's what's going to help you hear the way you speak to yourself. It's really important to know how you actually speak to yourself. And um, I listened to um, motivational speakers. Okay. I left my job. I left my job to, so I could recover. Right. Um, and I would listen to motivational speakers for like five, six hours a day with my headphones on. I would do decorating or whatever it was, cooking, cleaning. 
and I would have those things in my ears. Um, breath work. Breath work is the absolute key to um, just easing this, the trauma that's coming up. Breath work. There's lots of different types of breath work that you can do. Um, but breath work just gives you space to not have all of those thoughts running constantly. It kind of puts a wedge between those thoughts and you connecting with yourself. Hmm. So look, I do want to ask this question, right? So shout out to Miss Ashley. So she says, uh, <clears throat> I went on a spiritual journey as well. Reading books about spirituality helped me uh, self heal. Which books did you read? This will help. Um, one of the best books that I read was um, The Power of Now by oh. Eckhart Tolle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's also The Four Agreements by Don Don Ruiz Miguel. Powerful book. <laughs> you got the book back there. Brother, listen, I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You understand? <laughs> so I need this cycle. You don't understand. She's on point. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Yes. But no, that's that's what's up. But look, man, hey, I had you going on, though, uh, Larry. Go ahead. Get your last word in, brother. Yeah, I just want to say thank you for your time. I know it's a different time zone between us and you. And uh, I appreciate your your effort and your 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 willingness to, to do this show. It's as you can see from the comments, you know, folks are really relating to what you're saying and what you're putting down on, on, on the table. So just from us, we appreciate your time and effort. Uh, Time is of, of the essence for everybody. We appreciate you. Phenomenal show. Thank you. Appreciate you. Absolutely. You. Go ahead, Will. Miss Nadine, thank you um, for your transparency and just for coming on being vulnerable with us to kind of give us insight that we may not be familiar with. But most importantly is showing people from your experience that you don't have to stay where you were and that yeah. you are valuable, that you are loved. So for you to come on and speak those type of words, we thank you for bringing your energy, your positive energy, your story and all the all that good jazz. And we look forward to having you on in the future. And thank you for getting up. I know it's late over there. Yeah. And we're we going to figure out what these crumpets all about, too. <laughs> thank you for coming out to the show. We look forward to seeing you again. All right. All right, Ms. Nadine, I want to give you the floor. I give you the opportunity to talk to our audience if there's anyone that you want to, you know, or anything you would like to say to uh, to individuals that may be going through this. The floor is yours. Oh, if you're going through any kind of narcissistic abuse or if you've got trauma that's coming up, um, find someone that you can connect with. There are communities out there of people that have been doing the work um yeah connect with other people that have been there especially people that have gone clear out to the other side and um, because if you stay with people that are still in it and they haven't gotten all the way out it's you kind of stay in that trauma and um, because you definitely need strategies in order to continue uh, growing because that's what it's about it's about evolving and just be, be kind to yourself, be compassionate to yourself because it's these are new things that you're learning, right? And if you knew before, you most probably wouldn't have made the decisions that you've made. So I always say, be like a baby. Whatever it is that you're doing in the world, 
whatever it is that you're trying to learn about yourself, don't scold yourself. Don't scold yourself. Be like a baby and and just understand that you're learning something new. You can't learn anything if you know if you think that you know. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Look, I, I, say it, I say it all the time. It's the individuals that say that, hey, yeah, 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 I know, I know. But if you knew better, you anyway. So, yeah. but look, Nadine, talk about real briefly your coaching. And did you say you have a book out? Uh, I have a book coming out. Should be the end of this month. Okay. What's the name of it? It's called From Narcissistic Abuse to Spiritual Awakening. Oh, right on. Love that. Okay. So, so they can uh, connect with you at what is it? Soulfreedomcoaching.com. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Good, good. Well, listen, we want to thank you for being on. Don't go anywhere. I want you to stay on. And ladies and gentlemen, probably not tonight. Okay. But what she'd do is she'd be able to go back into the chats and communicate with y'all if y'all are interested in, uh, and, and, and signing in or signing up or just getting her her words of encouragement or anything like that. This is what we do here at the lion's den. So if you, if this have moved you and you do appreciate this, please let us know y'all. You can always go to the lion's pride uh, website and you can give us a review. Okay. Those reviews actually help us. Why? Because it lets you know, and lets everybody else know we on the right track right on. So, up in the chat, you will see it. It's the lionspride21.com forward slash review new. If you could dig this show. But anyway, I want to wish everyone an adieu. Have a good evening. Shout out, Miss Sarah. I'm going to see you at work tomorrow. Appreciate you tuning in. And ladies and gentlemen, y'all have a great, great weekend. Right on. Right on. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public, where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking, on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com, a manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.